it's always Cleveland versus the world. Well, it was Mexico today anyway. Cleveland guards. guards. Cleveland Cleveland guards. guards. (laughs) Today's Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Guardians, where we trying to do our best USA chant in honor of Cleveland beating Mexico today, taking down the whole country and a better team than you're going to think. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But first, that's Justin. I'm Jeff. Uh, if you're listening at home, I know some people don't always know this. Uh, I am at Jeff MLB draft. You are at JL underscore baseball, right? OK, there yes. we go. Uh, and I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. And then uh, your team every day. Also, um, this Sunday, I will again be on 97.1 in Columbus. Had a nice long chat um, with Mark Howell. We talked draft. We talked Ohio State. I butchered the picture from Ohio State's name and the grand tradition of the show. Um, and if you listen clearly, you might hear my students in the background kicking my door because apparently they refuse to read a sign that says busy. Recording in progress. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was my fault later, as I was told by them. But uh, to get back to the whole thing, it was a fun talk. We talked Guardians. We talk, um, We even talked uh, the Louder and Col- um, Cam Collier. So it, it's a, and we talked um, Ryland Zabrowski. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to ask me about it, but that came up as well. So apparently I'm turning into uh, the hype for him. But uh, yeah, let's, let's, now that we've done all that, a uh, little bit of housekeeping, uh, make sure to tune that up in the Columbus, tune in if you're in the Columbus area for that. But uh, Cleveland won today, and it's unfortunate because just now we're discussing before the game, you know, we we get the we get the emails because we're on the media list, not to brag. But uh, that was really the only way you could get information. Like my score app popped up, and I went to click box score, and it's like nothing happening. <laughs> click box score, nothing happening. Literally all it was was like, hey, they won 6 nothing. Uh, but this, you know, I don't want to go too much into this, but you look at this team. Uh, Team Mexico is good. By the way, yeah. real quick, if go you ahead. if you go listen to Locked On MLB podcast tomorrow, I will be on with uh, Sully talking about World Baseball Classic. So if you're a nerd like I am at the World Baseball Classic, you can listen to Locked On MLB after you listen to Locked On Guardians. Yeah, this is a team that like I I was looking at their lineup and I'm like, it's good. It's it's a really good lineup. So for uh you know the the player that everyone wants to cut tomorrow to pitch decently well today is a positive sign but if you missed it you know they got austin barnes a catcher isaac uh, parades rowdy Telles, luis urias on the infield uh, a lot of people really like jonathan ronda uh, who's also there the outfield alec thomas alec Ver- alex verdugo randy rosarina jaron duran Duran Duran, it's it's a solid team. Like this, I didn't expect them to be as good as they are. Pitching has some ups and downs um, in there. I mean, I, I think Patrick Sandoval's definitely got to watch this here. Julio Urias on the field is fine. Jose Urdequie. I mean, I think this is a sleeper team for this. I mean, I keep going through and being like, Andre told us that. You're right. Jaime Arias. I didn't realize he's there. That that's Cleveland guy, right? Well, he I, he suited up for them. I don't know if he's on their roster, but he's okay. he just, they might well, have been just no, having extra players. No, he's on their roster. I'm on the is world he on their roster? Yeah, I'm on the World Baseball wow. Classic site. He is on their roster. 
on the official okay. site. So we didn't talk about him, but I don't remember that getting announced anywhere, but good for him. He, you know, he's the Tanner Tully now. He is the, the good soldier. Yeah. He's the, you know, the organizational guy. So good, good for Jaime Arias to make that team. Um, uh, Angel Lopez, who's a really low level catcher in the system too. He's on the roster. Yeah. There was somebody else too. That's interesting. The his, that I his birth country it. is Puerto Rico. Uh, I mean, there's oh, a lot of guys. Uh, like, Yuri. Sorry, Yuri Geracio, okay. too, is also a minor leaguer for Cleveland, was on that roster, who's also from the Dominican Republic, Dominican but is on the Mexico yeah. roster. Oh, like and most... Go ahead. former friend Oliver Perez. I know, this is going to be like, everyone's like, stop cutting each other off. Oh, I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm excited about be, this. The angry comments. But no, because, you know, most guys are Mexico or the United States, and that makes sense, because a lot of the uh, players in the United States, their parents were from there. Like, you know, that's the basic Olympic rule. You can play for where you're... I mean, then again, if you're like the host country... Not the Lebanon, whatever hosts the Olympics, but I think because my great grandparents are from there, I could technically qualify. So when Lebanon needs to get together an, an ice hockey team for hosting a Winter Olympics, I'll be there. But uh, it's a uh, yeah, it, it's it's good Mexico team, and yes, it's exhibition. But this is probably the best team they might face all year mm-hmm. in in spring training. So I think it's really something to spend some time talking about. Um, what do you want to tackle first? Well, like you said, play sack look good his and terrible performance. We need to cut him tomorrow. Cut him now. Four innings, cut him not now. the four innings. Four, one hit, two walks. I know the one strikeout isn't great, but I mean, he did his job uh, against a good lineup. And again, this is why we have patience. Yeah. And Jose Ramirez had a home run off of Jose Arquiti. So did Gabriel Arias. Apparently, Gabriel Arias' home run was a complete moonshot. They hit the ball hard. I listened to the game on the radio and uh, it, you know, Tom Hamilton described it as they hit the ball hard every every day or every at bat. It seemed like Mike Capri's lined out and uh, his only at bat. Uh, Juan Brito had a couple of good at bats. I mean, it sounded like everybody was hitting the ball well, and that's a, a pretty good Mexico pitching staff. I mean, Jose Arquiti is yeah. a he didn't make the Astros playoff or he made the playoff roster. We only pitched in the extra inning game against the Mariners, but he's a, he's been a good pitcher for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Javier Assad's a good prospect and. Um, the rest of the guys after that kind of shut Cleveland's lineup down, to be honest. Erdiki's one of those great, like, what-if scenarios, because he's the guy, supposedly, they were going to trade for Wilson Contreras before the owner right. shut it down that caused James Click to leave. And um, he, oops, to, uh, Toronto, right? That's where the hand is. Yeah, he got hired by Toronto the other day. But, yeah, it, it's interesting just going again through the box score we get from the team. You know, uh, Jose Ramirez is a two-run homer, but Gabriel Arias blasted. Like, he <laughs> used even in the write-up description. So that sounded like an absolute moonshot. Um, yeah, I mean, the bullpen stepped up from what we can see. Uh, the the hitters were there, the starters. Um, you know, and then tomorrow they're going to have uh, San Diego um, with what? Uh, there's going to be an A and B game. Yeah, I think Shane Bieber's throwing the B game to B stay game, on, yeah. on track for uh, – And Hunter Gaddis in the A game who's – Pitched okay in spring against small sample size, but yeah. you know, I just again because I bring that up because Hunter Gaddis is someone we got told we were a little too high on in the comments. So I'm like, let's let's wait and see what guys can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I don't think we were that high on him, but okay. Well, we will tell. I mean, as like, far as but I, as you far know, as I, spring training games go, yeah. this was. I mean, I, you don't want to you know overanalyze the spring training game, but it is no. interesting. Like you said, the roster for for Mexico is good and it's, you know, it's a country kind of all-star game for them. So mm-hmm. it's as good competition as you're going to get. And and furthermore, I mean, Trevor Steffen made his second appearance this spring to bring the relievers along slowly, which I like. And he pitched really well. It looks like Nick Sandlin made his first appearance this spring. He came through it healthy. 
Daniel De Los Santos, same thing. So that's always good to see. So yeah. Sandlin's um, was, I mean, again, it's one inning, but it was probably the shakiest as he allowed the three base runners, but um, he's healthy. He got, he got through healthy, healthy. which is the important thing. That's what matters. Uh, But everyone else is really on even, you know, Michael Kelly, who probably has no chance of making the team had a a nice appearance, but you want to see this. Like you you definitely want to see a positive performance as opposed to a negative. I mean, I know that goes without saying, but it was not a whole lot in this one that stood out. I mean, I know Miles Straw, um, you know, took him a while, right? His first few weeks games in camp, he didn't play or am I getting Mm -hmm. that wrong? And even he, he went one for two with the double today. So, well, you know, a lot of positive performances, a lot of things that stand out. It, it was a five doubles, two home runs. They, they had some extra bases. It's And I think, you know, what we both said, and I'll just say one last time, is it's probably the best team they're going to face, and they played well. And that's why we're highlighting this one in particular. But how silly is it that you're facing Team Mexico, and that's not the one broadcasted? Can I just take a moment and say, like, you're facing an all-star squad. Wouldn't that be the one? Like, that's the one I would go out of my way to watch. Not that I could have today. Um but I, the Brewers it, played Great Britain today, and that wasn't on TV. I would love to see. I'm, I'm going to watch when Great Britain plays, but the Brewers played Great Britain. I was more mad because the Brewers, you know, this is locked on Brewers too, all right? Um, they had Joey Weimer and Jackson Churio and old friend <laughs> Owen Miller playing center field. So I feel like, did Tito fill in that lineup? Is that how that worked? Did he get a guest appearance to fill in the lineup? Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I was what? like, Owen Miller at center. Interesting. What are the odds the player be named later for the Owen Miller trade ends up being Owen Miller? Like they gets traded back for himself. It's, it's going to be it's going. At the, my my conspiracy is going to guess Pepe Silva right now for the player to be named later. In terms of a, a deep cut there for some people. Uh, we're, we're before we get to segment two, we're going to roll over Mark Matias, the uh, the player who just keeps popping up oh, everywhere. Man. I thought that was I, I love to see those guys who. Uh, you know, it was never a big Dave here, but the 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 Highlanders, the you cannot kill them types that seem to keep finding spots because they have value and they do just enough. But uh, you know what else has value in today's world? That would be our good friends over at Fandle. Uh, how do I know this? They're one of the official sponsors of uh, the NBA when it comes to a sports book. And as we say, the NBA season is past the midway point and brand new customers get a no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. That's right. Your bet fails. Guess what? No sweat. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. Again, bet the over on the Guardians. Do not bet Brian Shaw for Cy Young. Those are our two big recommendations. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance. Get your no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets. And in our little notes, that's in green for like money. $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So nice, I'll say it twice. All right. It is another new metric day. It's like a thing we just have going on at this our, point is there, there's new metrics. Side set of our fans who are just gone forever. Like two new metrics and like five days right we're not coming back to listen to this again no. I, we're not making up the metrics come on this is just other people uh putting together metrics but uh baseball i'm sorry baseball savant and i'll be put out a new catching stat and it's blocks above average so there have been a lot of places trying to quantify catcher defense baseball prospectus has generally done it the best with framing runs and blocking runs throwing runs and they've put together a lot of defense for that so 
Um, this is kind of the first real measurement of blocking. Uh, Savant has pop times and other things like that. So they've had other good catching metrics out there, but this is a new one that just came out the other day. It's blocking blocks above average and uh, catcher blocking runs is what it, what it goes to. So it's supposed to demonstrate skill of catchers at preventing wild pitches and pass balls. So it's a probability of a pitch based on its location of being a, a pass ball or a wild pitch, the movement and um, based on the knowledge that the catcher either receives or is fail, fails to uh, is credited with uh, either a pass ball or a wild pitch. So if he saves one that, that would be qualified as a potential wild pitch or a pass ball, then, you know, there's, there's, metrics awarded i think it's this is a catcher blocking runs converts to run saved on a 0.25 runs per block basis um this one's not as easy to describe as the uh the manfred rule the other day we talked about but here's the, anyway this is Basically, this is really interesting how good they are at blocking you know at a way of like a how, how uh, if we just summed it up in a few words it's like are they going to be able to you know not just the typical blocking but even just maybe some ones they wouldn't normally get to is the way I understood. Like the, maybe the average catcher wouldn't get to it helps right. also get that. Who succeeds more than and then doesn't? Yeah, it's it's yeah. looking who 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 succeed here. So number one was Adley Rutschman of the Orioles, but um, there's a bunch of other guys in that list. All the way down on the list last year, he only played part time when he was hurt. So I'll give you the second his 2021 stats. Mike Zanino, 62nd out of 66 at negative eight. So this is the one. But Area he was defense. So, so beat up last year. I mean, I don't know what. You yeah, well, from it, like even in even in twenty twenty one, that he when he was uh, he had a good year. He was down towards the bottom of the list. He was. Um, let me check. He is. He was not good in uh, twenty twenty one. It was negative seventeen. He was eighty five on eighty nine qualified catchers that year. So even yeah, worse the year before. So blocking not apparently is not one of his uh, his strong suits. Do you have any any concerns about? No. about this now that we see the stat um not a ton like i mean i think there's value in blocking don't get me wrong but it's unless you're and i mean the way you're describing it he is really bad at it so maybe uh when he's that low but it, it feels like what we've seen specifically with the guardians is right now the grand scheme of catchers is a calling a game that's always been their number one the ability to like call a game and handle staff and we know zanino can do that he has been like a well-loved catcher at every level. He has been like how Hedges was. And number two is the ability to pop and throw. And when he was healthy, mm-hmm. he can do that. So, yeah, I mean, again, this is another reason why Sean Murphy is, you know, the king. Like, he does it all. Number three on the list. And, you Plus know, 22. He gets to everything. He throws everything. He pops everything. He frames everything. And he's a, you know, a what a 120 runs created plus last year, 20% above league average. I, he's a star. Yeah, he's a star. He, he's the arguably, if it's either him and JT Romuto, and then you probably got your next tier with someone like Will Smith, who you know, he's just more of a slap hitter. Yeah, those guys are all the top of the list. Uh, Austin I, Hedges. About last that. Two that years. was a bad joke. So. Oh, JT Romuto and Will Smith are up there. Uh, no, no, he's up there, but oh, I say he's not I really mind. a slap hitter. I'm just, I'm being a jerk. I really lost that one. I'm really disappointed that I let that one go for my, especially with Chris Rock's new special on that. That was a yeah. whole mess. Um, last two years, though, I mean, Austin Hedges was fifth and seventh on this yeah. list. Zanino had, okay, so he, caught, he only caught 35 games last year and had two pass balls. The year before, it was 10. So I don't know. I mean, Cleveland, you got Shane Bieber, who likes to to 
throw those curveballs in the dirt and the sliders in the dirt. Cal Quantrill don't got to worry about as much. You know, McKenzie likes to bury the curveball, and but he throws up in the zone a lot with the fastball. So framing might come into more play there. Please second Savali are location based guys. You know, I think catching Class A, like Andre told us, is is one of those things you got to worry about. Blocking James Karinchak's, uh curveballs is going to be tough. Trevor Steffen's splitter, Eli Morgan's changeup, like those are all things that are going to come into play here. So I'm interested to see how this plays out because this is um, this is an area where Austin, Austin Hedges excelled. So Zeno's got a better throwing arm these days than than Austin Hedges, but Hedges was a better blocker. And then it makes sense why Cleveland might trade off blocking for throwing out runners because of the new rules this year. Yeah. You know, if you if you get a if a ball gets away from you and guy's taken off anyway he's gone especially the pickoff rule so maybe it doesn't matter it's the balls that you actually catch and are able to have time to throw down the second on is where it's going to matter the most so uh, maybe that's why they're willing to have a trade-off here if Zanino is not as good a blocker or not as good a blocker but he is a good thrower but definitely something to keep an eye on this year no I agree with you and I think that's the whole thing that just comes down to like they had to pick when they missed out on Murphy and again I, I don't want people in the comments to be like you know that they couldn't have got, or they could have got him. Why would they? Because again, Estuary Ruiz is a really weird centerpiece, and Cleveland couldn't get him. Like they didn't have anyone like him. So it stinks that Oakland had a very myopic approach. Uh, but when you couldn't get Murphy, you pivot, and they pivoted the best they could, and they got someone who had you know two out of four traits you want. Where previously they had someone who really had one plus trait, and it was the block. I mean, on top of like the intangible stuff. So you're not going to find, there's just not, you know, there's maybe like three, four catchers of baseball who can do what Murphy and Rushman and, and real Mudo. And like I said, maybe Will Smith Smith. and that's it. It, It's a limited group and it's extremely valuable when you get it. Yeah. To be fair, Atlanta didn't have a story either. They went through a third party with Milwaukee, Cleveland, Cleveland could have gotten Milwaukee involved in that trade, but Milwaukee clearly wanted Williams Contreras and Cleveland didn't really have anything like that to offer either. So they would have had to get more creative and I don't know how that would I mean, work. It's but... like you would have had to shift them Bo Naylor. And then I'm not right. even sure if Bo Naylor is enough. Is Contreras is all star already. Yeah. Contreras has already yeah. hit a big league level. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, but I think just, it just goes to prove that Sean Murphy, everyone was like, Oh, this guy, it's, you know, he doesn't look that great or, um, you know, is, is, if he wasn't, if he wasn't catching, like offensively, if he wasn't a catcher, no, he wouldn't be a big name. But because of what you talked He'd about, still be able to be good enough, though. He would be, but I'm just saying, like this yeah. just proves how important this guy is and what a great trade that was for Atlanta. Atlanta, it was a coup when yeah. getting him. It's just unbelievable. And then so, getting that contract too. Oh my god, just ridiculous, it's just, um, it's crazy. But yeah, no, it's just that thing where, uh, yeah, it, it's huge advantage for them, and yeah, it's. It's frustrating, but it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, any new thoughts on backup catcher? Because today Cam Gallagher made the start 0 for 2, uh, struck out. He hasn't really been that impressive in spring training, but nobody really has. You know, Bo Naylor is gone at, at for Team Canada right now, and Zeno can't start every game. You have any new thoughts on backup catcher? Are we sticking with Cam Gallagher? I think it's Cam Gallagher, and, you know, maybe he's a Valoria is gone. Yeah. Like, if it's not Gallagher, it's maybe it's David Fry. Like, that's all I can think of right now. And I don't think they're ready to hand the backup catcher keys to fry yet. No, I, you know, I, I do think there's a chance it could happen just from like our talk with Andre where he kind of brought him up and mentioned it um, in passing. So we'll see if, um, you know, if fry gets a look at some point, but yeah, I think it's, 
I think it's Gallagher. I think I think we're just kind of lining up for that with limited options right now. Cam Gallagher not on this list, by the way, as far as uh, I can check to see if he qualified under less at bats, but uh, I don't think he's on this list because he has not played a lot and you know, not great, but it is what it is. Cam Cam Gallagher is negative two in blocking runs last year. So 68, he was actually better than um, Mike Zanino. So there, there you go. go. There's your, there's He's your the team. Cam Gallagher the proof. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just backup catcher. It, it's, it's uh, a holding it's spot until they're ready to, for, for Bo Naylor probably in June, July, especially once you get past that super two, because manipulation still is going to happen even with the new rules from time to time. Yep. And they honestly want him to get more reps. So it's not all about that. Um, we're going to take a moment and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, some of our opening day memories, which actually led to a minor disagreement before the show began. So make sure to tune in. For that. Okay. We are back to talk opening day. Uh, we were trying to discuss beforehand because I don't actually, weirdly, I don't have a ton of opening day memories. I have like two to three that stick out. Um, and, and I was like, is this an opening day memory or is it not? Uh, we'll get into that in a moment, but yeah, it's a, uh, as a kid, I didn't go to a lot of games. My, my dad was not a go-to game type of person. I watched a lot of games on TV. So I, I have those memories, but uh, you know, especially because until the nineties, most of those opening days were really not something to remember uh, in my, my youth. So uh, I grew up, you know, it wasn't until I was like a teenager with a team got it all that interesting to most people. I, on the other hand, so the reason we're even talking about this is because um, the home opener, we're, we're recording this on March 8th and we, I, we didn't get to it yesterday with our episode about uh, the history of Cleveland's uh, Negro League, some of their famous black players. Um, but as of yesterday, it was exactly a month out, two days ago now when you're listening to this, two, it was a month out of the home opener, um, <clears throat> opening day, home opener. I've been to like very often, right? Like where the opening day almost always felt like it was a road thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think the last time they opened at home, they did recently. And I'm trying to think what it was. It might've been 2019. They might've opened at home. There was a couple times and it's, it's always a bad idea, but um, I have been actually to every home opener since 2005. So mm. I have, I've been there every, pretty much every year. So I have a lot of memories. Um, I, 2011 or 12. I mean, you had, um, Chris Perez blowing a three, a two to one, three to one lead to the Blue Jays. And it was like 19 degrees or something it was freezing. And that game went like 11, 12 innings. Um, so that was not particularly a fun memory. Michael Brantley, I want to say 2019 or was it 2018 coming back from the shoulder issue, walked it off. Um, <clears throat> I remember it was 2017. He walked it off, had to come back from the shoulder injury. That was really, you know, a good moment. The team rallied around that. Um, the 20, oh, the 2016 home opener where it was um, snow and ice and they never even had that. The, the opener never happened. People were in line to get in and they sent people back home saying we're playing tomorrow. So they had to play the next day against the Red Sox and um, pretty unmemorable game. I don't even remember who won. I'm trying to think. There was the 08 year. This should have been a sign for the 08 team. But uh, coming off of 07, you know, everyone was hyped thinking that the 08 team was going to be even better. And <clears throat> CC Sabathia didn't pitch great. And I think, I know Cleveland won. It was like 12 to nine or 12 to 10. Joe Browski, though, gave up like a couple runs in the ninth inning and, and just made everybody have a heart attack. 
And they somehow won, but that should have been a sign of things to come that CC didn't pitch great for them. And Joe Borowski was already blowing games. There wasn't blowing games, but wasn't pitching very well. Um, yeah, those are a couple ones that stand out for me. I know you got one. Oh, there was one year <clears throat> I went with my dad at 98 and I was just a you know a stupid kid and I was obsessed with Jim Tomey. And I was like, I bet you Jim Tomey hits a home run to win the game today or something. And my dad's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And and it was against the Angels 98. He had a home run to win the game in the ninth inning. So um, those are just a couple ones that, that stand out for me. Yeah, I was getting ready to pull up because uh, I was trying to remember. I don't think it was actually the home opener. Uh, back in 2007 when like they had to end up going and playing in Milwaukee. Uh, well, that was yeah, the home opener. It, well, it was the home opener, I'm sorry, but it wasn't like the, the season opener. If we're yeah. I just wanted to see, but like, you know, they ended up going up to Milwaukee. I was, I was living in Columbus then. That was the year I moved to New York. Uh, and I just remember like being in an, an OTP league with someone from Milwaukee. And he's like, I'm going to the game today. Who do you want me to cheer for? I think I said like, cheer for Travis Hafner. Uh, it was just such a, a weird thing to sit there and be like, yeah, they can't play baseball. They're going to go further north to play baseball. And that's one of those things, uh, as a side note, I've run into in Milwaukee, where everyone's like, oh, yeah, we get lots of snow. I'm like, you don't. Like, we, it's, <laughs> it's, you get so all the snow that goes through Milwaukee hits two great lakes and then falls on Cleveland, and it's just exponentially more. Uh, so not to say we don't get a lot of snow here, but it's it's not, you know, snow belt <laughs> types of level. Um but yeah, that always stuck out. And then I was the the one we had the little debate about beforehand is I was like, I have one distinct memory of a home opener when I was in college. Um, and it was I went and looked it up. It was 2004 because I remember like I lived it when I went to Ohio State and that's where I got my undergraduate degree. I lived in Taylor Tower all four years because uh, if I stayed in a dorm, my mom would pay for that. So I, I decided to never move. Um, her peace of mind and my financial peace of mind matched up uh so i lived there and i remember you know there's what felt like a giant tv then which now if i look back on is like not that big but i remember going down and putting on the game and just watching cc sabathia pitch and we were like did he really open that year because he didn't he wasn't the opening day guy in uh, 2005 but he did open in 04 uh, chad durbin blew it late for them they ended up losing it but i remember going down and just i was by myself just sitting there in the commons area watching uh, Cleveland's home opener watching uh, Sabathia pitch and he, and he pitched a great game. Like it was going seven innings. I think it was like one or two hits. I think I was probably excited. I, I, I'm trying to remember if there was like a no hitter going for a bit in the back of my mind. I feel like there was, and that was part of the reason I was glued to the TV, but that's probably the one for whatever reason really sticks out is that uh, 2004 one just being, having that whole space to myself, sneaking downstairs and watching it since then. Um, I am unfortunately a responsible, uh, an overly responsible teacher. And I've, I've never gone to opening day, even when I lived in Ohio, because I felt bad taking a day off if I wasn't sick. Yes, I could take personal days. That's true. But I was always that person where I'm like, I hate writing lesson plans. So uh, I would, you know, on a break or something, I'll throw it open on my phone. And hopefully, Timo will get their act together. And I'll get, to get that again. So this year, I can throw it open and watch some of the game on my phone. Uh, when I don't have students, but yeah, I've, uh, that, that year in college stands out as well as the snow out. And then, um, you know, it's always a day game, which I get, but always just makes it hard for those of us who have that job where people rely on you. Yeah. Yeah. My fiance has gone with me the last couple of years to home, home opener because, um, <clears throat> it has been on good Friday and it is uh -huh. again this year. So she's going nice. with me again. So it does work out 
kind of perfectly I in that get, respect. I think I get that off like this year for the first time in like half a decade. So hey, I'll be able to watch as long as I yeah. I'll be watching yeah. it this year for one, start to finish. Can't wait for that. Um, okay, so speaking of being able to watch, I know Jeff has been very involved in the World Baseball Classic and um, has a lot of thoughts. Put my hat down. <laughs> uh, and well, people really listening to this haven't really cared much about the World Baseball Classic, but I thought it was fun that <laughs> more than they I cared was, about my history piece from yesterday. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. If you haven't, if you didn't go listen yesterday, there was a lot of Jeff did a got a lot of great research on. I you know um, whether or not people watch, I enjoy doing the research, so I'm fine. Yeah, it was. A, it was a nice. It was a nice piece, and and really it um, inspired by a good thing. So when I stay up late last night, I watched um, Q in the Netherlands, and and no Richie Palacios last night, no Clevelanders or uh, any of their ties that Cleveland played. What's that? He said he got in late in our comments. He did not get in late. No. Oh, someone he, said he had a hit and scored runs late. Maybe did they confuse Palacios's? Yes, someone. They must have thought Josh Palacios got his brother got the game winning okay. hit actually. So oh yeah, yeah not written. Not Richie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I did watch the Panama and Chinese Taipei game today, which was crazy, by the way, that the crowd was nuts. It was so fun. Again, listen to Lockdown MLB after you listen to us to hear me and Sully go on back and forth on the World Baseball Classic. But um, one of our listeners I know is getting his wish. Yu Chang batted cleanup for Chinese Taipei or Taiwan. He had two hits, no home runs, but he had a <clears throat> he had two hits and an RBI. Um, he was on there. Uh Kung Khan Gilly Gila, who was a was a minor league catcher for Cleveland, who was better known at the time as Lee Jen Chu. And he, good for him for you know changing his name. He took some blowback from that that was dumb. But you know, he, he went with something to honor his family. So he's gonna take that moment. Yeah, he went back to his his native name, his yeah. uh, native name. So yeah, uh Yu Chang and Kung Khan Gilly Gila was in there. A couple other names you'll recognize that play in that game. Chi <laughs> Wei Hu pitched, and he was uh a guy that this is why Cleveland needs to stop trading with Tampa Bay. Tampa, uh, yeah. This was another pitcher who came to Cleveland kind of with a, a I little bit of pedigree. He was going to be good. I thought he was going to be like good. a sixth or the fifth guy. Like he had. Yeah. He, he had, had a good change up a splitter and, and mm-hmm. interesting like fastball metrics and he was terrible. And guess what? He was terrible for, for team Taiwan. He got blown up in the first inning or I'm sorry, the fourth inning. He Giante Turner the first three. Uh, yeah. Giante Turner trade. Yeah. That was who it was. And then later in the game, that. <clears throat> Later in the game, CC Lee got in the game and he uh, struck out two and in inning in the third, so he looked pretty good. Was, so I thought he was going to be good. That's another one. I was I was a firm believer in CC Lee. And then later, I didn't get in the game, but he's on the roster. Shaoxing Shang, he was kind of a, a deep, deep sleeper arm in yeah. Cleveland system for a while. He was a sinker baller, so he was uh, he's on that roster. So I just thought it was fun to see how many ex Cleveland prospects were on the uh, the Taiwan team and. They how they tried to cultivate talent from there before, and it just has not worked out for them. But you know they're they're playing there, and they they not they not play well. I had I had Taiwan going to the semifinals, and uh, they're already you know down to their last elimination game because Panama crushed them. And yikes! But it was no, fun I, to watch. They, they definitely. Sorry, I keep cutting you off, but they definitely had an era where like they were trying to to find the value in it over there that they definitely seem to think it was an inefficiency. My, my old co-host apparently has things to say about this. As he is wanting to jump in on Mike, but yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to see those old players. I agree. Yeah. A lot of fun watching that and watching Australia and Japan in the background right now. And um, yeah, there are other games on tomorrow, but yeah, I, 
if there's any other Cleveland players playing, we'll we'll throw or ex Clevelanders even we'll throw it on here at some point and update about it if if anybody cares. I mean, I get maybe I'm the only one who cares, but um, I don't know. Just I remember those players being in the system, and obviously Yu Chang was a little more recent, but uh, the other guys were not so recent. But uh, not so great memories about you know a few of them, unfortunately. No, uh, you know, I think on the note of not so good memories, we're going to leave you with one by saying goodbye. But we will be back tomorrow with uh, some more fun content. We will continue to monitor spring training, see if any more information comes through or interesting stories. It's, it's a little bit of the lull before the storm, but it is a very important time when it comes to the team building, building and some of those position battles. So uh, make sure to tune in, subscribe, and Get a friend to subscribe, all that fun jazz. Click the, what's it they say? Click the bell and like and the thumbs up. I can't remember what all the YouTube things are, but uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, being part of Lockdown Guardians team. We're getting closer to being back in that top 50 podcast again. So make sure to download daily and go, go Guardians, go.